Welcome everyone to the WKIF Wrestling Network. My name is Max, I am a lifelong wrestling fan, and on this show we bring on somebody who may or may not be a lifelong wrestling fan, and we talk about a wrestling show with them, and I am joined this week, as I am every week, by the pencil neck geek, the grit eating freak, the scum sucking pee head with a lousy physique, the one man no good losing streak, former GWF announcer Craig Johnson! Let me hey, tell you something, Max! I'm going to six Sparrows Arion on you. <laughs> as long as it isn't John Tullis, the Golden Greek. Uh, oh, call back. God. Call uh, back. To the worst wrestling show ever. Yep. And I would love to bring in our guest this evening. And I'm even, even adding a little bit of musical accompaniment to this. Ooh. Oh, my. Tie me with a tag rope. From the great reaches of the Bedpost Podcast, where you can call her a lady, but don't call her late for dinner, because she will beat you until you do, it's Aaron Pim! Oh my god, I'm starting to think the way I announce my guests on my podcast is, like, really inaccurate. Like, it's, it's just, ina- it's just inadequate. <laughs> Thank you so much for that lovely intro. Um, and pe- people will never think of a tag rope the same way again. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> Love it, I love it. Don't yes. see the tag ropes enough anymore. No, you don't. Yeah. They're usually used to choke people. Yeah. Or to hold on to. Uh, there are so many things you can do with rope nowadays. Yes. <laughs> and this week, what are we talking about? We're talking about the very first NXT TakeOver from May 29th, 2014. Now, Max, this wasn't the very first NXT pay-per-view special event type thing. That was NXT Arrival that happened a few months earlier. This is the first TakeOver brand, the brand that we know and love today. Yes. And it's a great show. I think NXT, I don't know, I love AEW, but for a little while there, NXT... In the space between the time that Lucha Underground ended and AEW began, NXT was the best wrestling on TV. Uh, um. Oh, and I think NXT is the best wrestling on TV now, but the the lack of crowd really hurts them because yeah. NXT was about the atmosphere, just like Lucha Underground was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can um, imagine wrestling being very different without a it, crowd in the it's audience. It's so bizarre. It it. it because wrestlers are so, and I said this last week on our show, uh, wrestlers are so inherently trained to play to the crowd yeah, that they definitely. can't stop when there's not, <laughs> like, during quarantine. So it looks so, so weird. nuts. But some companies have been having a lot of fun with it. Like, AEW just made the other wrestlers the crowd. That's great. That's yeah, a great idea. Um, yeah, they're there anyway. So WWE started doing mini-movies. Um, which Got was, it. yeah pretty cool like you know they've, they've come up with weird ways to get around it um but i think one of the the things that made nxt great before we get into the match is that um <clears throat> it i mean it's on it's on usa network now but for a long time the show was just uh streaming on the wwe network which meant no commercials which meant no advertisers to show ratings to so they had a lot of freedom to experiment um that's and, interesting yeah and you uh, could also watch them on Hulu, right? The next day, which was kind of nice when you that didn't have nice. the network. Yep. Um, but also, again, no advertisers on Hulu. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, no no ratings necessary. Um, so yeah, so essentially they just gave Triple H this promotion and said, do something with this, and he made it this really cool, fun thing. Um, and um, this show starts with an opening package of the the history of the WWE all the way from the Worldwide Wrestling Federation days all the way to NXT because NXT is taking over. And of course, I love seeing heavyweight wrestling from Washington yes. being the very first thing, black and white, real old days of the Washington promotion, which nice. is where Vince McMahon Sr. got his start. Okay. And you can find them on YouTube, too. We have to do one. It would be I mean, very interesting. It's a lot of rest holds, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I bet. We, ha we have to actually have a wrestling person in for one of those, because I, I can't imagine um, a, a non-fan, you know, Even caring. understanding it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, for me, I have, like, some people in my life that are wrestling fans, so I'm kind of, like, through osmosis, know, like, a very small amount um, nice. about wrestling. But, hey, if you ever need some really funny wrestling fans, I got a bunch I can throw your always. way. <laughs> like always. that. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we start off this show with mm -hmm. probably the... The, the coolest intro, uh, uh, the, it's the Adam Rose experience and, and it uh, coming Aaron from Pam the outside of the coming arena. from the outside. Yeah. The party train in full effect. And Aaron, <laughs> I just got to get your opinion on this. I was like, what, <laughs> what is honestly happening? I, love I loved it. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm so into it. Like, it's just such a fun yeah kind of celebratory beginning to yeah. you know an evening right and it yeah. introduces us like immediately to what adam rose or at least what i understood adam rose to be all about like he's a party guy right yeah, right um, he, has, so, he has this fun entourage yeah in, so yeah. it's just like for me a really fun like unexpected way to start the show you know right. sometimes like i don't know some wrestlers probably have like a pretty serious kind of persona and this yeah. was like the total opposite of that so i personally really enjoyed it and I loved Adam Rose's gimmick. I, I mean, it, when they moved him up to the main roster, of course, Vince couldn't understand it, and it just became a, another NXT wrestler fail that went up to the big roster. But I, I, Adam Rose, who played the character, if you ever want to see uh, just an amazing story, uh, go back in the WWE Network and see if, uh, I don't know if it was a 24-7 or a Chronicle with the Adam Rose character, but... He is an amazing dad, and what he did to stay in the wrestling business to help his kid is oh, just a nice. phenomenal story. Hey, that's I like nice. him even more now. Yeah. Craig, I, I am going to piggyback on something you said, because the sheer number of gimmicks that just were great in NXT and just fell apart in the main roster because Vince or whoever didn't get it or didn't want to, you know, found it silly or whatever, you know... We'll Adam see, Rose. Yeah, we'll see a big, big mm -hmm. example of that with the Ascension coming up later in the show. The, the Ascension, uh, the Vaudevillains. <laughs> Which were um, my favorite tag team. Oh, I loved the Vaudevillains. Um, uh, I just Ember love that Moon. name. Yeah, <laughs> they are, they're not actually time travelers from the 1920s. They're like hipsters who love old-timey muscle men. 
Um, I'm so yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, go do yourself a favor, watch a Vaudevillains match. They're a hoot. Um, and that is a beautiful segue, Max. Yes. I don't even know if you realize that. To spot the wrestlers in the Adam Rose experience. Was Braun one of them? Braun was indeed one of them. Braun Strowman so. is in there. That's yeah. fun. Two more that you will recognize are in there. Okay. One was Simon Gotch of the Vaudevillains. Right, okay. Playing a, a beachy muscle man uh, right. kind of guy. And the I one love these like cameos, these yeah. Easter eggs. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, see, the, NXT is a developmental territory, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning they're, they come into NXT to learn the craft, to become better, and then they go from the... The smaller oh, yeah. NXT matches to the NXT television matches. And then mm-hmm. the idea was that it, when they're good enough in NXT, they go up to the main roster. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But the lady in blue right next to Adam Rose is none other than the man, Becky Lynch. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I didn't realize that. <laughs> wow. Uh, and Aaron, if you didn't know, Becky Lynch... Is I the man? Know. That's she that's her gimmick. She is the man. The man. Uh, and probably <laughs> b- uh, before she left on uh, pregnancy leave, or if she indeed retired, that could be happening too. But uh, she was the hottest wrestler in WWE. Yeah. All right. Very she's, cool. She's great. And and we're not talking hot. We're talking yeah. very good wrestler. Yes. <laughs> that could be taken in a different way, I think. Yeah, of course. I got to get on with the wrestling lingo, so I okay. appreciate you explaining <laughs> that to me. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's taking on Camacho, who has opted to wrestle in khakis, which I, was I so was weird. I was like, what? Okay, so... <laughs> I was like, how dare you in this wrestling house come in here with your khakis? Yeah. Um. Like, what are you, what was that? Is that a thing that this character does regularly? Is, is he like conservative or something? It's very <laughs> odd to me. It's like, a how ver- bland. It's a very interesting story, Aaron, because if you know who Camacho is today... Okay. And Max, do you know who he is today? I'm not sure who Camacho is today. Camacho is one half of a Tongan tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's Tongaloa, who, okay. along with Tama Tonga, is uh, the uh, uh, Gorillas. I'm trying to remember the, the first the first two names of them, but they are. They are uh, part of the Bullet Club, which is the most famous international faction in wrestling. Mm -hmm. But this was Tongaloa uh, in his NXT persona. Yeah, I have a bit of a blind spot with Japan. I always have. Ah. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, but this this match is fine. Quick opener. Um, There's a, a chant of party time at one point. Party time, party time, all the time, party, party time, time, all, all the, time. the time. Yes, which is a great chant just for anywhere, yes. anytime, you know. And a guy just for every sign. everyday type of a chant. Uh, I liked it. And a guy in the audience is holding a sign that says, "This guy likes lemon party," which <laughs> I thought was great. Okay, I have a question. So yes. And, Adam- and that's why we love this when you have yes. questions. Yes. <laughs> so, like, is what's Adam Rose's deal? Like, he seemed pretty like 
flamboyant and a little sassy. Like, is he just European or <laughs> what? <laughs> a lot of wrestlers have been coded as gay, where it's not yeah. I got completely... my gaydar was yeah. going nuts. It's it's a lot of times it's not explicitly stated, right? But they are coded as being gay. But I see, I mm. see. Adam, Ro- sure. Adam Rose was a party animal. The, but yeah, I think he was just a guy that liked to party. Okay. And yeah. This was. Uh, I, I mean, don't the rem- gays like to party, so okay. maybe, perhaps. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, but uh, this was the latest iteration and the one that worked for the wrestler that was known as Leo Kruger from right. South Africa, who is very much a, a tough heelish character. Okay. And so the guy who played Adam Rose went from this really tough bad guy character into this party animal that was just amazing because mm-hmm. let, let's face it the entrance is most of the gimmick there and yes. it was so it's so beautifully done eventually the bunny would become a wrestling character and would yep. tag team with adam rose oh i later love in. that i love that idea i love that for him by the way my favorite call of the entire night was william regal asking where the one-legged Elvis impersonator was. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm sure that's re- referencing something that I don't Well, get. he was just saying that he'd been out partying with them and there used to be a one-legged res- uh, Elvis impersonator in the entourage. Um, Love it. We forgot, to mention that the, we forgot to mention the announcers in this are Tom Phillips, who looks like he's about 15 years old in this yep. ca- case, Byron Sexton, who had just finished wrestling mm-hmm. and became an announcer, and William Regal is the third announcer. This was when JBL was the commissioner of NXT. Yeah. It's weird to see an NXT show from this era without Corey on it. No, very very true. Um, Um, Can I just say, the one thing that really made me think that one of the announcers said, don't mess with the Rosebud, and I was like, Rosebud? (laughs) Oh, uh, it's not a sled. His entourage. His entourage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that makes sense now. I was like, are they talking about assholes right now? Like, (laughs) I gotta ask the guys. (laughs) I need to know all the tea about this guy. There are some wrestlers that are assholes, but no, that's not what they were talking about. In this particular case, no, were, um, yeah, the, the entourage was referred to as the Rosebuds. His and, Rosebuds. Like, that was the that's great. That was I love the that. story leading up to this match is that Camacho wanted him to take things more seriously, so he kept attacking members of the entourage. Okay, um, yeah. that explains why why uh, Camacho was such a buzzkill. Yeah, <laughs> throughout um, this match, he was yeah. like not having it (laughs) and then like adam rose would be like dancing around i really love the dynamic between the two of them actually it was it was very clear i got it i was like okay i get who these two guys are and kind of what they're what why they're fighting you know which i appreciated good um and adam rose wins this one with Uh, the Uh, I don't remember the name. The party foul. Party foul. (laughs) It started with a party train and it ended with a party foul. He also had the party train. That's right. (laughs) Yes. This was the other thing. Okay. He had one move where he like ran and then just his crotch flies at Kumacho's (laughs) face. And I was like, okay. That's the party train. (laughs) That's the party train. (laughs) You see why I thought he was maybe gay, right? It's not just me. (laughs) <laughs> there are a lot of warning signs. Well, uh, uh, X-Pac used to do that a lot, too. Yep. 
The Bronco uh, Buster. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, his was called the Bronco Buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a wrestler named uh, Yokozuna uh, yeah, who would do it, uh, but the reverse way uh, by going in <laughs> back and Rikishi. end first. And yeah. Rikishi. Oh, Rikishi. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. Nice. Ah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, Rikishi was this 400-pound Samoan dude, so he would stick his butt in people's... Got it. All right. Um, I don't think we've ever mentioned this on this show, but unsurprisingly, wrestling has a very large LGBT fan base. I can kind of see that. Um, Yeah. Right. Because it's very, like, fancy. Yeah, and it's very campy. It's very Uh, campy, and it's kind of, it's, like, tongue-in-cheek. Yes. It's, like, very ironic. Um, Yes. I can totally see that. Yeah. Right. And especially with gay men, it's also, it's sweaty muscle men who look good touching each other. Hell yeah. You know? It reminds me, like, a lot of drag. Like, it gave me, like, it's, like, performative masculinity. Exactly. Masculinity, you know what I mean? Like, drag is a lot of times uh, performative femininity. So, like, sometimes I was picking that up a little bit, for sure. And if you think of the first ever true superstar of wrestling back when wrestling went on television, it was Gorgeous George, yep. who oh, yeah. had a, his man Friday, uh, who would make sure that all the the ring was uh, perfectly perfumed, and that Gorgeous With George Chanel number six because he was better than number number five, five. and <laughs> and uh, he would take out his bobby pins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I yeah. saw Tyler Breeze, I was like, oh, he's gor- gorgeous Georging about this ring right now. Yes. Um, yeah. He's gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't his Twitter like, mm, gorgeous. gorgeous. Or something. Yes. It's yes. at mm, gorgeous. I yes. love that. His I was Twitter like, oh, at that's a reference. That's got to be a way, reference to gorgeous George, right? Yes, so very much yeah. so. Yeah, By the nice. way, Tyler Breeze, another gimmick they had no idea what to do with once he got to the main roster. Very true. Um, which is weird because they spent 10 years pushing gold dust. Um... <laughs> Okay, then we get a package on Sami Zayn, and he thinks Tyler Breeze is too concerned with his looks, and he just wants to get in there and wrestle. Um, (laughs) Oh, and JoJo lets us know that Tyler Breeze is in the building. Tyler Um, Breeze is it now. Who is JoJo? She's JoJo. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to blow your mind, Max. Okay. JoJo is currently the chief brandy officer of AEW. Oh, That's Brandy Rhodes. Okay. I realize it now. Brandy Rhodes is uh, one of the main stars of AEW, which is the promotion that started a few years, uh, a couple years ago, uh, and is the competitor to WWE. I'm seeing it now. Cool. Um, I just, I was just always thrown off by jojo because every time i heard her but she wasn't on screen she sounds exactly like lillian garcia yes very much like wwe must train women to to have a very specific like cadence and timbre of the voice because their Mm -hmm. ring announcers sound exactly the same um i mean that wouldn't surprise me yeah uh but yes tyler breeze is in the building we all have to know that (laughs) for some Um, reason we need to know that yep and that and was a like, great part of his gimmick. He's not yeah. on for another match, but that was such yep. an amazing part of his gimmick. And as we learned <laughs> on this needs, very show, yeah. Shawn Michaels used to do that. Yes. Oh, um, nice. That's yeah. great. Uh, nothing is new in wrestling, ever. 
Uh-huh. It's all referential. That's yep. just, just like drag. I mean, honestly, exactly. just like drag. It's all in jokes. It's all references. Yeah. It's all of it. Yep. Exactly. Uh, okay, our next match is the Ascension versus Kalisto and what is the other guy's name? El, El Local. El Local. Now, yes. tell me that is not an inside joke for local talent. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well now, Craig... Well we talked about this. I know you've been sitting on this. Please tell us who El Local was. Ricardo Rodriguez, otherwise known yeah. as the ring announcer for Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, let's okay. give her. I had I had a feeling El Local was maybe filling in for someone, or maybe he was a temporary <laughs> kind of insertion here. Well, I have no shade to him, but <laughs> Kalisto I, usually tagged with Sankara. Yeah, I saw yeah. Sankara before. Um, and actually, my husband gave me some insider information about Sankara. Mm-hmm. Um, just that he was played by like multiple mm-hmm. wrestlers. He was played by multiple wrestlers, and that they just kind of stole his character and like just told the actual dude to like, oh, sorry, <laughs> like we're yep. not interested in you anymore. And Pretty just much moved on with the character with the new mm-hmm. people. But I was like, I loved the Sinkara and Kalisto together. So yeah. Elocal was a bit of like a won't won't for <laughs> me. <laughs> Now, yeah. in talking about great entrances, the Ascension had a great-looking entrance. Oh, yeah. They did, uh, yes. Now, these guys were champs in NXT for 239 days, almost, you know, approaching and, a year. I forgot and to mention that. And they couldn't figure out what to do with them on the main roster. Yeah. Hmm. I, I forgot to mention that this is uh, in the middle of that run, and uh, it is for the championship. Um yeah, this is, um, yeah, a locale. I, I'm sorry, I love the Robert Rodriguez gimmick, but no. Um, the Ascension like, look good, Kalisto and a locale don't. I'm oh, sorry. it's <laughs> so, true. Like, and, yeah. and it was funny because, like, Kalisto was in the ring for so long before finally tagging in a locale, and I was like, oh man, this guy's getting shafted. Like, he's getting no, like, fight time. And then when he finally got in there, I was like, oh, it's because he's bad. <laughs> That so, is known as taking the heat. Yeah. Kalisto was <laughs> taking the heat in that match. He and, certainly um, was. And when El Local did the botch with the move in the moonsault, oh my, my, God, yeah. my notes here said, we can now see why he became a ring announcer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. Pretty much. <laughs> I love the, like, very clear delineation between, like, who is the hero and who is the heel. Like... The Ascension were just, like, so greasy. (laughs) They're, like, just so (laughs) greasy looking. And then the the Lucha were, like, so fun. And I don't know. I was like, I want to see more. I want to see more flips and tricks and, like, acrobatics, right? The high energy stuff. Well, then you would love the Lucha House Party, which is the current iteration that has Kalisto and and, uh, whatever... uh, uh, Mexican wrestlers they can put in there because that's all that yeah. Vince can figure out how to do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we'll put them under a hood. Yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine, though, it's like got to be a huge disadvantage to be wearing a full mask. Am I wrong? Like, uh, in, You have no in, peripheral vision? Yeah, yeah like it's just yeah. tough at, to see out of a full mask. I can't imagine trying to do but, this like highly choreographed again, thing with one wear, wearing one. 
It's not as choreographed as you think. Mm-hmm. But even like they, if it's not like improvised, yeah. like you gotta be like yeah. really aware of what's going on. Oh yeah, like, how are you yeah. doing that with most of your vision covered? I, I have no idea. And the incredible oh, yeah. part is a lot of them had masks that had eye screens on them, yeah. and that which is even harder. Yeah, you can only imagine. Um, and but in Mexico, the mask is everything. Uh, you will start your career wearing a mask and if you are successful you will take it as far as you possibly can until somebody challenges you in a mask versus mask or mascara contra mascara bout and uh, the loser loses his mask and then they have to say what their real name is and how long they've been wrestling and it's yeah. a it's an actual uh, almost ritual of uh, lucha libre Mexican wrestling and if you're very, very successful, i.e. El Santo or Blue Demon, you can get buried in your mask. Oh, shit. They were both buried in their masks. Legend has it that only El Santo's wife and children knew what he looked like. He would go into the locker room and change masks in the shower. And Aaron, uh, you can see El Santo in many a Mystery Science Theater movie, because yes, they did so a really? few of his movies. Yeah. They made some movies in, in the 50s and 60s that were, um, okay, they're a lot of fun, <laughs> but um, they're, um, they're very Mexican. Okay. But, like, you know, so it's like El Santo fights, there's one El Santo versus the Aztec mummy, there's like El Santo versus the, the vampire women, you know, um... Hey, I'm into uh, it. I'm watching uh, well, Dust Till Dawn, the TV show. Right vampire now. Women. Have you tried like, watching this? It's terrible, but great. <laughs> it's so campy. It, it's the wor- It's nice. ter- pro- probably the worst thing I've ever watched, but I can't stop watching it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, El Santo versus the Vampire Women for the first 20, 30 minutes of it just seems like a Mexican Dracula movie, you know? <laughs> Scientist and his daughter, you know, his daughter is kidnapped, she's sleepwalking, she's been abducted by vampires, and then a, ma- a masked wrestler shows up out of nowhere. And then it becomes about El Santo fighting the vampire. So, um... But, right, like, so those movies require you to know who El Santo is. Gotcha. But yep. some American producer bought the rights to those movies and then just shipped them out to like drive-ins in the 60s um with bad so, dubbing i'm sure right the bad dubbing so they become very silly you know um yeah. not that they weren't already but they become even sillier with the dubbing and um you know the the lack of cultural reference behind it um, totally. so yeah they're fun though now i will uh, g- give you a preview of a future show and i will have to uh, get the links for this so we can do a future okay. show on Titanus and El Ring. Nice. Which is a Lucha Libre show out of Argentina. Mm-hmm. It's a kid's show. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> of wrestling. Okay. So wait, are the kids wrestlers? No, the kids oh, are in okay. the audience like it's like it's Howdy oh. Doody or Romper oh, okay. Room, but it's pro wrestling. <laughs> Oh, okay, so it's Chikara in Spanish. Um. I mean, uh, when I was, like, young, I was, like, the most, the biggest, if I was ever a fan of wrestling, it was when I was, like, eight. Sure, yeah. Like, I had a Jake the Snake doll, because he had a little snake. I loved his little snake that came with, you know what I mean? Like, all their marketing for, like, selling toys and shit, obviously, is all the kids, so, like... 
Apparently yeah. the Jake the Snake voice got to you because he talked very quietly and it made you listen to him. I think um, I just liked his snake. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite when I was about 10 or 11, too. Well, yeah, the, the Ascension good. wins with the Fall of Man, otherwise known as yes. a high-low sweep. And then the catchphrase, ya, 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 which was their catchphrase said by the audience. And some really cool lighting afterwards, too. Yeah, yep. that, like, end pose. I was like, oh, this is kind of epic. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I can dig it. Yeah. Okay, then we get Sami Zayn getting ready. Um, and Tyler, who's just posing and preening. I love and, it. And then we get a video package on Tyler. And um, who makes a cameo in it? Did you spot the cameo? Uh, no, who was it? Alexa Bliss. Oh, Alexa Bliss was the fan who wanted a selfie. That's right. So he took right. a selfie of himself, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> um, now, the, the great thing about Tyler Breeze's intro, and, and we were talking about a little, little about it earlier, is the technology that they use for that wasn't necessarily technology that was ready to go back then using right. the cell phone to stream back to the big screens live mm -hmm. was a stroke of genius i yeah. love that and eventually he would end up with a selfie stick which right. of course made it that much better exactly oh and my husband told me that his selfie stick is covered in fun fur which yes. I was of course like, it is perfect that's branding yeah. right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because he's gorgeous and I there mean, were there were shows where they would like stream to his Twitter and stuff too, or his Facebook. Um, he's a pioneer. It, guys. No, it's a brilliant use he of social media. He's a pioneer. Media, you know, <laughs> he is a social media um, pioneer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this, this was so spot on for 2014 mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, the selfies were really starting to take off in yep. 2014, and the outfits that they put him in. I mean, the tassels on the boots alone, yes. and starting the entrance with the boots. the boots. Oh my God, so perfect. Yes. Those boots were everything. And Sammy's gimmick is just a dude that was in your brother's frat who really likes ska. Um, oh, burn. Um, but why would they be going, ole, 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 ole? No idea, because he's Syrian. He's not Spanish. That's right. I feel like uh, they do well, that Syrian, through the Canadian, whole show, though. No That's idea. right. Regardless, um, why do they? Why were they Sammy Zayn in Ring of Honor and in independent wrestling was El Generico who had a no. very famous feud with Kevin Steen, now Kevin Owens. So he took the mask off, but he was El Generico all those years. So that's why they right. did the ole, ole, ole for right. El Generico's old character, but now he's Sami Zayn. I liked okay. El Generico. Again, big backstory. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm here, Aaron. I, I, yes. It's not just a pretty you. voice. <laughs> no, I, um, major vibe I get from Tyler Breeze is like, is this or is this not a direct copy of Owen Wilson from Zoolander? Like, <laughs> it kind of is. When did yes. Zoolander come out? When did that movie come out? Like, like oh, before, before a, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a very direct yeah, reference. It really He's is. just like blue stealing about that ring. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. He's doing the blue steel into his his phone. Do the selfie. <laughs> It's great. He has a thing during the the video package too, where he says like everybody has a phone, but not everybody has my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> His phone it. is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I like this match, though. Um, there were a few botch moves, but they yeah. look so great together, it makes you like they it. They did, yeah. I liked it, because I just was endeared to Breeze. Like, I just wanted to see what he would do. Yeah, I shouldn't, um, I should, I, I was a bit harsh on Sammy before. I do like Sammy as a wrestler. Um, oh, he, he was a yeah. great wrestler. I mean, yeah. uh, he's turned into a shadow of his former self, but he was a great wrestler. I liked his heel turn a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and and you notice that it was very subtle that they talked about the fact that John Cena was talking about Sami Zayn. Yes. And this was just before Sami and Aaron you you will love or or feel bad for him. Uh the story of Sami Zayn's first appearance on national television on Monday Night Raw where he came out and he was so jacked up that he was he was doing like a a uh, fist pump in the air, and he actually dislocated his shoulder while yeah. doing it. Oh, God. And still wrestled the match. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Which shows you how tough this guy really was. Yep. Yes, I guess so. Very good. Uh, one thing, if you look at Sami Zayn's wrestling outfit, you'll notice a lot of flags. Those are all mm-hmm. the countries that he had wrestled in. Ah. Oh, that's cool. And his name on his butt in Arabic. In, indeed. Oh, yeah. I was looking at his butt. I'm like, what is, I mean, for those reasons. But also, I was wondering <laughs> what it said. <laughs> it's, uh, I believe it's his name in Arabic. He's, he's cool. Syrian. Mm-hmm. Or his family is Syrian. He's from Canada, but his family's Syrian. Um, Very cool. So, yeah. Now, with the dive that Sami Zayn gave to Tyler Breeze outside of the ring, did you think that Tyler had a concussion? Because he came down so hard on on, on that metal grate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the metal grate is the real star of this show. Um, yep. Anybody that gets down there, you're just like, ooh, like be careful, you know. Like I don't know, maybe that was just me. I'm like, don't. It's gonna get slippery when it's wet. Careful, it's on an angle. True. <laughs> now, now the interesting thing about that is they use LED floors that yeah. they can uh, actually project video onto which is pretty amazing the one at at, uh, wrestlemania in orlando was 88 yards long and i want to say five stories high (laughs) pretty amazing (laughs) yeah it was pretty great um yeah tyler wins this one which makes him the number one contender for the title with but a let low me get the, blow. Let me get this straight, though. Yeah, yeah Breeze, Breeze sacks Zane for the win, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, right? Oh, I wish I could have used that. Oh, that would have been the absolutely per- perfect way of describing it. <laughs> Am I wrong? You are, you are correct. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bad guy. He cheats when the ref isn't looking. Now, Aaron, there's actually a very long history of trying to call low blows in a way that it's proper. Sax is a beautiful one. Yes. <laughs> My favorite one from Stephen DeTruth of Global was a shot to the cods. And, oh, and the Scott Hudson used to always say, can you say that? He said, have you seen some cods lately? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, so Tyler wins with, with the low blow, with the sack. <laughs> <laughs> he is the number one contender. Um, 
<laughs> Yay, and then the announcers tell us to stay tuned for Fallout and Legends House. Uh, at Fallout, we will be talking to Triple H, and Legends House is on at a special time at 10.30. And one thing that Fallout and uh, started, and eventually it moved on to Facebook Live, is that Triple H would do basically a, a recap of the show after... Mm -hmm. After every show, talking about what he liked, what he didn't like, and it yeah. was actually kind of an inside baseball type thing. Right, it was kind of shoot, yeah. Um, shoot means it's true, uh, Aaron. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot means shoot. it's true. Shoot that. <laughs> Did I use it right? <laughs> Maybe. <Sort of>. Um, <laughs> You're both like, no. Um, shoot the sack. No, that's not the right <laughs> way. Oh, geez. I'm gonna, that's the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> shoot the sack. Love it. Um, and yes, Legends House, which I, for some reason, watched every episode of. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Needed my hacksaw Jim Duggan fix. Oh! <laughs> Legends House was a reality show on the network where they, they just threw a bunch of wrestlers they still had under contract who hadn't wrestled since the 80s and put them in a house together. Um, it was not fun. Big Brother meets wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, okay. But, like, but it was all scripted. <laughs> yeah, it was clearly scripted. They gave them little challenges, you know. Let's watch Pat Patterson burn dinner, that kind of thing. Um... <laughs> Um, I, I did not burn the dinner, you know. I didn't burn the dinner. <laughs> Pat Patterson oh. was French-Canadian. And then we get Lana. Oh, no, no, no. First we get Bret Hart talking to Natalia and Tyson Kidd. Yeah. Um, I was excited to see Bret, I must say. All right. And that's I was excited. That's very patriotic of you, Aaron. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and I was excited to see Natty and Tyson because I had worked with them back in AWA Washington when oh, Natty nice. was first getting started and Tyson Kidd was one of the first uh, stars of AWA Washington. Just a, just a great couple and you could tell that they genuinely loved each other. So it, it, was, it was nice to see that, that they could grow up in the sport together. Tyson's had a lot of injuries since. Um, and unfortunately wasn't able to continue in pro wrestling, but he's one of the yeah. top producers for uh, WWE now. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, yes. But then we get Lana back when she had the Russian accent. Yeah, okay. Is, is this or is this not exactly Allison Brie from GLOW? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, great. A, a, little bit, a little bit. Allison Brie from GLOW was Colonel Nanachka from GLOW. Right. Yes. Uh, oh. uh, and uh, the original glow and by right, the way right. Aaron if you ever want to watch some amazing television wink wink nudge nudge know what I mean say no more uh, <laughs> watch some of the original glow it, oh, yeah. it will just blow your mind and you'll go I need ice cream or something it's yes. just like what's oh, going it's... on here um, <laughs> Lana was supposed to be the like the mistress of propaganda right if you could get by her legs. Um, oh, oh, I can't. Oh, I could never. I would never. I was like, when Lana first appeared, I was like, I don't think I have seen, and, and this, is, this is the typical male side of me, I haven't seen a, that, a woman that good looking in pro wrestling ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, she just, for a while, she, like, just kind of walked out, and then yeah. she just, like, turned 
and walked a couple steps there, turned, walked a couple steps back, like, for, like, a little while. And I was like, oh, I, I love this part. <laughs> <laughs> now, La- Lana, whose real name is C.J. Perry and is uh, legitimately married to Rusev. Uh, but she's got, from Florida. Oh. But she's from Florida. Oh, but, she's not Russian? I couldn't tell. Her, but uh, she her lived Her mother in, <laughs> is an immigrant. Yes, so and she lived she in Moscow for a while. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, she. I saw an interview with her where she said that. She said, it's my mom's voice. And there's oh, something you. that's about the Russian accent that, you know, a Russian woman yeah. could speak to me in the Russian accent and I could just listen all day long. It's just oh, a beautiful sure. thing. It's very seductive uh, and uh. melodic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Until she goes, Rusev, crush! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I liked. I like that. And they, fun. They, they chant Eiffel Tower at Rusev, which I love that, too. Uh, okay, I was wondering what they were saying. Uh, the tattoo on his back is kind of terrible and looks kind of like the Eiffel Tower, even though it's not supposed <laughs> oh to be. Oh my god, yeah. actually, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> and I love, I love in the entrance, to the one and the only Vladimir Putin! Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yes. and then and there is Vladimir the Putin yes. on the screen. Yes. Oh my god, uh, funny. Now, if you, as Max will tell you, if you ever want to do anything in pro wrestling, yes, use the foreign, <laughs> the hate of uh, foreigners, oh, yeah, and of yes. course Vladimir Putin. That kind of yeah, fits mm-hmm. the bill. Yeah. Totally. Um, and Mojo Raleigh come runs in, waving the American flag because he's from the great state of West Virginia, and he's gonna stop this <gasps> uh, Russian propaganda. But Rusev just beats him down. Yay! Um, it's great. Yeah. Mojo yeah. Raleigh ranks up there with Baron Corbin as two wrestlers that I just don't care about. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, no. But it did remind me of um, a drag quote, which is, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So I, I just <laughs> yeah. inserted hype into that. If you stay hype, you ain't got to get hype. I was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. You're welcome. You can use it. <laughs> um but yes um but yes he gets completely crushed and like i i was i kind of misunderstood i was like wait was this not a match what was this this was not a match (laughs) like i was so confused when i was just bringing rusev out to celebrate rusev mojo saying he's had enough of of you know russian propaganda and getting beat down for his trouble (laughs) <laughs> okay um, i was very confused it was quite funny i was like wait so was that not a match he's then? lost his mojo <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> um but then we get uh rick and charlotte flair walking to the ring hell yeah um Woo. now that they, they did they did show a little bit about how charlotte had gotten her start yeah and well, they showed the the there's a whole video package on Charlotte and uh, and who's she taking on Natalia? Na- uh, yeah. Natalia, but the the yeah. interesting thing you might notice is there was a lot of Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Yes, I did the, see a lot of Sasha. Now in, they were doing a faction, uh, much like was being done in Impact Wrestling, called the Beautiful People. Right. Uh, except. Uh, uh, Angelina Love and uh, Velvet, Velvet Sky, Sky did it a lot better than Charlotte and Sasha did. Yeah. But that was basically what it was, was we're too beautiful for the rest of you. Right. Oh. Uh, the female Tyler Breeze, if you will. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> They're gorgeous. 
Um, oh, and before the match starts, we want everybody to know that Chris Christofferson is in the audience. Um, that was random. But why is his seat so bad? <laughs> yeah, he did not have a great seat, did he? He was, like, way in the back. Um, <laughs> Am I wrong? The star had not been born yet. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your halibut. I was, nah, I was trying to. Tip I was trying cuts. to. I was trying to get like a me and Bobby <laughs> McGee reference out, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. Na 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 na. Um. But I have a question. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, the hearts versus the flares. Why wasn't this the the title match? Like, why it wasn't was? It was. This... It was for the women's title. No, but, I, like, why wasn't this, this the headlining match? Oh, I okay. mean, like, there's so much storyline and so much oh. history, and we've got Brett there, and we've got Rick there, like, we've got families, like, to me, I was like, this has got, like, major headliner okay. vibes. Oh, why absolutely. Why didn't they have this be the headlining match? Because this was at the beginning of what we're now referring to as the women's revolution. Okay. At this time on the WWE main show, uh, the only women that they ever paid any attention to, besides Paige, were the Bella Twins, who showed up in bikinis and looked sexy. Okay. Yeah, it and, was it was the Divas era. Right. It was the right. Yes. You can see Paige uh, brings her belt to the ring before this match. Yeah. And she's carrying this girly looking belt with the butterfly design on it. That's since been redesigned, thank God. And it was still called the Divas Championship. Yeah. What's with um, this, the gendered belts? Like, yeah. She's not wearing it. <laughs> you um, can make it be the same belt. And it is now. <laughs> um, it is now. Yeah. yeah. And now it looks cool. like a standard wrestling belt. It's become the women's division. They've really changed that. And it was stuff like this match that changed uh, all that and, you know, started had WWE start looking at women as viable competitors. Yeah. Um, so, to answer your question, the world wasn't ready for this to be. Yeah, they exactly. weren't doing it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, my notes, uh, I, I said this match was the bridge between the old and the new in women's wrestling because yeah. it was a lot of old school moves, like body scissors, yeah. slaps, hopping yep. on the back, hair pulls, pulling mm -hmm. off the ropes. Uh, yep. But it was the first time in a women's match that we would have seen a moonsault that coming yep. from uh, coming Surely. from Charlotte Flair. Now, yeah. uh, maybe uh, had Lita done some moonsaults in the Lita in the had past? done moonsaults. Yeah, but she, but she did more hurricane runners though. Right. But the yeah. interesting thing that a lot of people don't realize about Charlotte, they do know that Charlotte was uh, an amazing volleyball player, but she was also a gymnast. Right. Being I mean, that tall tell. was amazing to be a gymnast. You can tell. She is an absolute unit. Yeah. Like, she is an athlete. Yeah. Right yeah. away, I was like, oh, she is not... Like, Natalia is not going to do anything yeah. <laughs> here. Like she's Natalia pretty... has gotten worse in the six years since this match, and I hate to say <laughs> it, but she has. Oh, no. No, she's... I don't know. Craig, back me up here. Uh, <laughs> Nat Natty has, has aged. And yeah. it's uh, as the rest of the women's wrestling world, and I love Natty. Don't get me I wrong. I know. I yeah. But Natty, Natty was the best of her time, but time passed Natty. That's exactly it. Ah, yes. Got you. Yes. But I she, mean, she did all right. She's great she did in, all this right in this match. In this match, yeah. she's great. But again, she this was six years ago. Um, 
Yeah, and like yeah. not to say that like Charlotte is a bad actor, right. but I didn't believe any of her cells because I just didn't believe that Natalia could do any damage on her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I was just like, ah, faking, because like, <laughs> look at you. You're a fucking athlete. <laughs> Well, um, the figure four that ends up in the ropes, I actually yeah. thought that was a pretty cool spot. That was a cool spot. Uh, but um, uh, eventually... And the figure four headlock. Yes. That was interesting. Yeah. Yes. But she had not gotten to the figure eight yet. Right. Which is currently her finishing yes. move. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a figure four leg lock, uh, Aaron, that it has a bridge. So it, it basically yeah. takes all the torque and moves it up even higher. Yep. Gotcha. And um, it's pretty cool to see, too. So oh, I do also, I love the spot foxes, they do where they keep reversing it. Uh, that was pretty cool. This. Um, yeah, this is a great match. And um, uh, she wins with what was at that time called uh, Down to the Queen, but it became Natural Selection, which was yes. the, what it's called today. Yes. Yeah, they were saying that a lot. I, oh, near know, the cause... end, I thought Charlotte was going to tag in Rick for a second. He wanted in there, <laughs> oh, in Rick. that ring. That that was a thing. Okay, the end of this match, like, okay, Charlotte wins this one. And after the match is over, there is some seriously great acting from everybody involved. Because Rick is, like, genuinely crying. And, I loved it. You know, right. But, like, like, I thought about it for a second, and I was like... Of course he knew the ending. He knew Charlotte was going to win. But Still, but he to looks, see his daughter but, win Yeah, the I thing, know. It's like, you know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm impressed by that because he really sells it, you know? They um, did. I love yeah. that moment at yeah. the end. And right. yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte and Natty hug because neither of them is the heel. And then yeah, Rick and Brett hug. Um, and the Brett, thing, to uh, me, Brett was just, like, kind of chilling. Like... Like, uh, if, if Rick was, like, at an 11. Brett has <laughs> suffered a few strokes, strokes. over the past yeah, yeah. 20 yeah, years, yeah. so he doesn't really wrestle anymore. Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of yeah. moral support. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nate there. is always going to be Nate. And speaking yeah. of which, did you notice that Little Nate was, uh, was the referee I for did, this one? I did, yes. <laughs> Little Nate was the referee. I loved that. Yay, Charles Robinson. Always good to see him. Um, <clears throat> all right, so yes, that is that is the, my favorite match of this show. Me too. Uh, yeah. I was like, these people should headline. Anyways, I've said enough. But, yes. but, but then I we're coming it. into another great one. We got a video package of uh, Neville, the man that Gravity forgot. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, that's a great, great nickname. And, uh, oh, Cesaro and Christian are in the audience. Because they're scouting talent. Um, everybody's talking about NXT. Um, and, oh, then we, we see Natalia kiss Tyson on his way to the ring, which is a nice... Uh, yeah, that was nice. And, and uh, Tyson almost forgot something. Almost forgot to give his wedding ring to Natty instead of going yep. in, you know. Because that would, of course, be a foreign object. Yep. Because um, he's from Canada. I'm kidding! I'm kidding! <laughs> That was terrible. Um, Thank you. Good night. So, I'll but, be over okay. here. But this is Tyson Kidd versus Neville. Also a great match. Um, 
Why I, did Neville? Why was Neville already so wet? Yeah, he's at the beginning. Wet. <laughs> no, like his. He was soaked. Like I'm not kidding. Not only his hair, but like he was covered in sweat, and even his like underpants were like just sweat at the back. I think it's they oil. they pour water down their uh, uh, in their head and down their back. I mean, <laughs> okay, they uh, must if, have. if you if you watch Triple like H, dripping. he does the same thing. <laughs> It's just so absurd. I'm like, why is he just like dripping? <laughs> it's Florida. It's August. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that, you know, that, they can't that can't be done it. anything yet, though. Well, um, a lot of the things that were done in this match were things that later we'd see from guys like Will Ospreay and Ricochet. Yes. I mean, yes. just the sheer acrobatics of it all oh yeah and neville the, just does not stop yeah and the and dare i say the choreographed acrobatics of some of the moves where mm-hmm. they would both come to the stop and it's just a natural moment for the crowd to go whoa that was cool yeah yeah, yeah i like those moments yeah those are very you no know, this is a this is a great one it's a shame that uh neville was so difficult to work with for everybody because he should be working somewhere right now um, he's now known as the bastard pock that's yes. his name, the Bastard yes. Pac. Yes. The Bastard Pac. Wow. But is he, he's not currently in AEW. No, is he? he isn't. No. 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 Right. Um. I mean, Neville had the opportunity to become the star of WWE. Yeah. I fully believe no, I that. Just Des- despite, uh, in spite of his size, he yeah. could have gone on to to really show yeah. a new way. But of course, Vince couldn't see it. Right. But I've also heard he has a reputation yes. just for being difficult to work with. Um, I have heard that as well. Yeah. Um, which is like why he's not in AEW or Impact when he really should be, because those are promotions that would know how to use a guy like Neville. Um, just saying. But, <laughs> but, if, you ever, but yeah. if you ever get a chance, um, Aaron, and I know it, it, it comes and goes uh, on YouTube, but there is a match between Will Ospreay and Ricochet from oh, yeah. New Japan yeah. that is, and I, I can only find highlights now. I haven't been able to find the whole match. It is, when people look at it, they either consider it, the worst piece of fakery ever done in mm-hmm. pro wrestling, or they consider it the greatest pro wrestling match ever done. Yep. Wow. I mm-hmm. mean, they were they were doing a lot of the things that these guys were doing, except taking it up four or five levels, not just to the yep. next level. Uh, so NXT, because it was a developmental territory for WWE, and still is, teaches all the wrestlers to wrestle basically the same way, the WWE standard way, which right. is why the other promotion, AEW, which basically embraces each and every style that comes in there, mm-hmm. is such a refreshing uh, a case of fresh air because you yeah. see things that you don't expect where you As look at WWE shows and, okay, I've seen this before. As is Impact... When it's written right. Yes. Um, actually, even... Because, like, Impact now is fine. Mostly because it has people from Lucha Underground. Like, everybody from Lucha Underground wound up in Impact. Um, but I remember a couple of years ago, like, when they first started trickling in and it still wasn't great. 
I remember recommending it to a friend of mine just saying because at the time she was watching three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT every week, you know, plus a pay-per-view every month, you know, plus whatever network specials, you know. Um, and I suggested Impact. I was like, just give it a try for a couple of weeks just because it feels different. Um, and she loved it because she was like, yeah, it's something, it's not the homogenized WWE product I'm so used to seeing, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know where we got on it, but, oh, right, because Impact is not always great, but it's Correct. still at least an alternative. Neville wins with the Red Arrow, which is an amazing yes. move. Yes. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. I was like, okay, I see where you got your nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, the man that, that was gravity wild. Forgot. Yeah, I was like, yeah. let's see more of these types of moves. Like, mm-hmm. that's that was crazy impressive. Well, you'll love yeah. AEW if you ever decide to become a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. because <laughs> AEW no. has a lot of that. Yes. Cool. <laughs> All right. And yeah, that's our show. Stay tuned for the takedown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I want to ask Aaron one of, one of the things that. Uh, NXT shows are just known for are their crowds. I mean, did right. you feel like the crowd just added to the atmosphere of each one of the the matches? Oh, 100%. Like yeah. and they had all sorts of different cheers they were doing. Like we kind of mentioned it near right. the beginning. Um I loved it. Like like they were saying like this is awesome or something yes. which yes. actually was so funny to me. I'm like that is very literal thing a thing to chant okay (laughs) just this is awesome is that a reference i'm sure it is sort of i'm going to let you in in a secret okay there are killjoys that you should not listen to in the wrestling business or in (laughs) wrestling fandom who do not care for the this is awesome this is awesome (laughs) because it breaks character it gives away the business you're acknowledging that it's a show and it's yeah of course i am if yeah. I wanted to watch shoot fighting, I'd watch uh, MMA. I'm watching wrestling. I want to say that this is awesome. Um, <laughs> and many people agree with you. Yes, they did exactly. Say that. Yes. I mean, it's overused. Not everything is as awesome as the crowd always wants you to think it is. But <laughs> And it's always no. strange with the NXT developmental wrestlers during COVID are going, this is awesome. And yes. they, they don't even <laughs> know what they're watching right now. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> No, but I felt like the the, cla- the crowd was, like, um, yeah. completely playing with the performers, and likewise, they're doing it back, and it just, like, yeah. yeah. I, I could see, again, like, just how we were saying, like, I could see this being so, so, so different without um, an audience in the yeah. room, you know? And this audience will, would evolve into even basically a bigger character in NXT as time went on, because the first time they left full sail university and went to a big arena the the crowd was as much of an important character as any of the wrestlers were yep because they 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 made nxt the best product on television in wrestling for a long long time because you were always excited about the bout and it never stopped being exciting yeah. Yeah, like they were they t- had a standing ovation at one point. Well, that's like I mean <clears throat> it 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 goes back, I mean, it goes back further than this, but um the one like that most wrestling fans of today would be familiar with is uh, ECW 
which was the hardcore uh, show out of Philadelphia. Extreme yeah. Championship Wrestling. That was that was the show Can with I the really hire you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that was the show with the really brutal, like you know, everybody going through the tables and the you know chair shots to the head and uh, anyway yes um, and terry funk coming back every now yes. and then you egg sucking dog um but that show never toured it was in this one tiny arena in philadelphia and every time it was on tv you'd see the same 10 people in the front row at the audience mm-hmm. to the point where they got fan nicknames like, That's they were funny. hat guy hat and guy. sign guy. Yeah, you know. get them on the stage. Um, they're, they're part of it. Right. Exactly. They, they eventually did. And yeah. when they re- when the WWE bought out that promotion and resurrected it, they actually had them stand, even though they did it uh, by that point, it was at the uh, the Manhattan Center, or the Hammerstein Ballroom, they had those guys in the audience um, because they were so much a part of the show. And, and like, that's that's wrestling history, but, like, that's the most recent thing you can compare NXT to, where it's, like, the same crowd every week, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's great. Um, yeah. Makes you miss, like, live performing. Yes! Because <laughs> um. it's very different from doing a Zoom performance, you know, to yes. the Instagram live of whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very different. Okay, Craig, we do have to ask Aaron one more question. You want to take it? What did you learn about wrestling today? Oh, my God. What did I learn? Um, I think what I learned was that I was more interested in, like, the kind of silly stuff, the silly characters. I liked, like, the kitschy parts of it, which... um, I think that was, that just really surprised me. I'm, I think because when beforehand I was like, oh, I want to see some like athletic, right. you know, high energy, high flying tricks. Like mm-hmm. I want to be impressed mm-hmm. by like physical prowess. Mm-hmm. But what I ended up enjoying more was like all the campy shit that was happening. Like Tyler Breeze. I loved that. Um, I loved like Adam Rose off the top just won yeah. my heart. Like... It was those moments um, that I that I liked the most. So yeah, that was just like surprising to me. I am so happy to hear you say that because that is one of my answers when people ask why I'm a wrestling fan. Is I love Aww. the outrageous gimmicks and characters and storylines. So I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, and I get why that's yeah. you know it, it makes sense why that's a part of it as yeah. well. Like it's part athletics, it's part yeah. like camp. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really important part of it. Okay. All right. So, please tell our audience where they can uh, follow you on your social media and your podcast and all that stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, on Instagram, I'm at the Bedpost Podcast. Of course, you can check out my podcast on uh, wherever you listen to fine podcasts. Um, if you want to follow my Dominatrix stuff, we didn't really talk <gasps> about it, but if you're interested. What? On Twitter, shut up. On Twitter. <laughs> yes, <I'm> mistress. At... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear you say anything. Well, oh, yes, hold, on, hold on a sec. Then I have to go back to a line earlier in the show where Max says, well, I, I suggested impact to this uh, woman instead of the other show. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So yeah, um, I'm a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> and you would suggest Impact rather than the other show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sounds familiar. Hmm, feels right. Um, on Twitter, I'm at the lady Pim one, and on Instagram, I am Pim Lady. Okay, that's All it. Right. And we are on Twitter at WKIF Pod. Uh, that's where the show is on Twitter, and I am individually on Twitter at Minimus Max M without the us. And that Twitter is eighteen plus and NSFW. And yes, so just, as is my dominatrix yeah. stuff, FYI. <laughs> I would assume so. So yeah, yeah just follow the follow the um the the show. And my <laughs> and, and and my tweet is flown away. So okay. oh, there it goes. Um, <laughs> bye bye. All right, until next time, keep it kayfabe. Bye bye. Bye. bye.